Good evening. My name is Jordan, and I'm just going to get straight to it. So the name of this new podcast is called Sodom and I. Now, I don't know if you know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, but I'll go ahead and start with that. Now, we are going to be in Genesis chapter 19, and I'm just going to give you a quick summary before the good part. So essentially, two angels came to Sodom, and they met Lot, Abraham's nephew, and basically Lot urged them to stay in the house with them because he knew that the city was full of sin and full of people who would probably try and like rob or whatever the the angels, right? So they tried to tell him, no, we're going to sleep in the middle of the city. And that's going to be that. But he was very persistent and they decided to stay. So because they stayed, the city, (laughs) the city came to Lot. They came to Lot's house and it was a bunch of men, old and young, and they essentially just wanted to cause trouble. So Lot offered up his daughters and he was like, please, you guys can take my daughters. They're virgins. You can take them, but you cannot take these men. I am protecting these men. And they essentially tried to force themselves in the house. The angels snatched Lot into the house, closed the door behind him, and they struck everyone who was trying to get in there with blindness. That way they could not find the door. They told Lot that the city was meant to be destroyed. And if they have anyone in the city that they want to warn, do it tonight because it's happening tomorrow. They tried to warn Lot tried to warn the two men who were, I guess, meant to be married to his daughters, and they thought he was joking. The next morning, the two angels basically rushed Lot and his family out of the city, and Lot was tired. It says he was dragging. He was probably tired. We go in uh, verse 16. While he lingered, this is in King King James Version, while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters and the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. They literally dragged them by their hands out of the city because it's like, bro, this place is going to be destroyed and you are like not moving fast enough. Now they told him, to leave and don't look behind you lest you be consumed and now we're just going to keep going from verse 18 and Lot said unto them oh not so my lord behold now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight and thou hast magnified thy mercy which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life and I cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and I die. So he's scared. He's like, I don't want to go to the mountain. Something's going to happen in the mountain. (laughs) Feel that. Behold now, the city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my life and my soul shall live. And he said unto them, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also that I will not overthrow the city for which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, 
for I cannot do anything until thou become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zor. And the sun was risen up upon the earth when Lot entered Zor. So he basically bargained with the angels saying, I don't want to go to um, this. I want to go to the mountain. Please let me go to this city. It's really small. You know, hopefully there's no trouble over there. And we're just, you know, going to go to the city versus this mountain. We'll probably get like attacked by like animals or like robbers or thieves or something like that. And they said, okay. But we cannot destroy the city as God is asking until you get to Zor. We can't do anything until you get to Zor. So as soon as he got to Zor, the <laughs> everything hit the fan essentially. Verse 24. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before God and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all of the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. And he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. And that's all I'm going to read in that chapter. We'll, we'll touch into, uh, <laughs> we'll touch into the rest of this chapter afterwards. If you want to go ahead and read on your own, that's all on you. We'll touch back on that on another episode. <laughs> but essentially, God warned Lot and his family. And because his wife did not listen, they said, don't look back. Where is it? They said, don't look back, lest thou be consumed in the uh, iniquity of the city. They said, don't look back or else something bad going to happen. And because she heard every. She heard the fire falling down. She heard everybody probably screaming in anguish and everything. And she turned around and she turned into a pillar of salt. That must have been a hard thing for their daughters and Abraham. Like that's their mom. That's his wife. But because she did not listen on her own to the angels, to what God's word was, she ended up turning to a pillar of salt. And now I feel like God called me. He gave me the name to this podcast and he said, Sodom and I, because I just want to spread his goodness throughout his kingdom. So here I am. And now we're going to touch on what the, you know, the episode is actually about. Stop chasing what's supposed to be added. Now, my pastor said this in church today, and yesterday was my birthday. Happy birthday, me, woot woot, all that good stuff. And this this really stuck with me. So the first thing he went through was Luke chapter 10, 
verse 38 through 42. Now, if you don't got a Bible, that's all right, because I got mine in front of me, and we're going to go through it. But I would actually, I would definitely urge you to get a Bible if you don't have one. You know, you clearly tapped on this for a reason. God wanted you to listen to it, and he wanted me to talk. That's what I do best. I talk, baby. I'm long-winded. So, chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, and I'll just go ahead and read that. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, speaking about Jesus, referencing Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So Jesus came in, and Mary immediately came and sat down at the foot of Jesus at his feet. And he began preaching. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him. You know, he came in and she just went to cleaning, you know, cooking, trying to serve and whatnot. You see, you know, she's just trying to prepare everything. And she said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Lord, don't you see me cooking this food for you? I'm trying to prepare you a bed. I'm trying to, like, vacuum the carpet or something, you know. More relative time. I'm trying to clean up for you. I'm doing this for you. And she's just sitting here. Tell her to help me. Like, what is going on? Tell her to help me. That way we can prepare for you. Now, verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Now, basically, what means more? Now, serving is good. You know, it's always good to serve and whatnot. But does serving come before receiving the word of God? And I think that was one of the most, you know, influential things that he said today in church. And it stuck with me. Because I love to serve. My whole thing. I, I just I love to serve people. I love to do good unto others. Because that's what God wants us to do. Treat people how you want to be treated. Show your brothers and sisters love on this earth. We're all children of God. Show everyone love. It's not our job to judge people. It's not our job to condemn people. It's not our job to punish people. That is all on God. You know, we're supposed to turn the other cheek. But... Mary came and sat down at the foot of Jesus, and Martha had an issue with that because she was too busy trying to serve him. What is the most important thing in your life? The things you're asking God for or his word, his goodness and mercy, the stuff that he's trying to pour into you. What means more? What you're trying to do for God or what he's trying to do for you. I would I would like to say <laughs> I would like to say the latter. What God is trying to do for me is way more important than what I'm trying to do for him. 
And then, you know, diving a little bit deeper into that, we're going to go to John chapter 15, verse 4 through 5. 15, verse 4 through 5. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear the fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. I'm going to say that last part again. Because I feel like a lot of us forget that if we, if God is not the head of our life, the things we want to get done become that much harder. Not saying you can't do it. It's just going to, it's just probably going to take a couple more years and a lot more effort than what would happen if you just submitted, if you just submit your will to God. And I, I'm saying all this stuff, but I'm really saying it for me too. Because there's things in my life that I, you know, have to work towards and, you know, I just try and I, I, I'm, I'm actively working on keeping God at the head of my life because I am changed. 2022 has been a, 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 a long year. <laughs> I'm sure it's been a, a really long year for all of us. And the further, the longer I have this podcast, the more you guys will get to know and understand me. Jordan, you know, but I can, I can testify. I can say that when I decided that God should be the head of my life and the most important person to me over my father, over my mother, over my family, over myself, I trust God over myself, over my humanness, my feelings, my, my will. I, I want my will to align with God's will. Because he wants my greatest good, not just a, a barely good or a halfway medium good. He wants my greatest good. So whenever I'm going through something, whether I feel like it's good or bad, I know, I know that God means the best for me. And he would not do anything to hurt me because he cares about me. He loves me. I'm made in his image. He loves me so much. That he gave his only begotten son, his only one. Could you guys imagine having a child and the, the sole reason for his birth was for him to die for everybody else that came after him? It would be extremely, I, I'll tell the truth. I wouldn't want to do it. I would not want to do it, but God did. Not only did he want to do it, he did do it. And that is the whole reason you and I have access to him through Christ Jesus. The, that's the only way to get to the Father. That's the only way to meet him, through Christ Jesus. You know? So continuing, we're going to go to Psalms 37, verse 4 through 5. Psalms 37, verse 4 through 5. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, I'm going to read this next one. 
and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself, because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Now I got my highlighter next to me. I have my church, my in-church highlighter, and I have my at-home highlighter, four through five, because <laughs> of my in-church, and six through, what I read, six through nine is going to be my at-home. Now, this stuff is the word. The word is our is literally our sword and our shield. Cause I'll tell you what, the devil will use your own thoughts against you. He's so slick. He waits for you to start getting emotional to play, to play you, and he has no boundaries. So that means that you have to you have to make your mind a fortress. It cannot be a city without walls. It has to be a fortress. City without walls, he'll come and go as he pleases. And if he pleases to come, he just gonna stay there. <laughs> if he pleases to come, he's just gonna stay there. So your mind has to be a fortress. You have to create some mental fortitude. And you know the only way you can protect yourself against him is by reading the word of God, is by absorbing it and not just reading it and not just just believing. You have to apply it to your life. That's the only way your life is going to change. There's people walking around talking about God isn't real and talking about how, how if he is, saying, saying if he is, knowing that he has the power to do everything. They slightly to believe but they don't think that he cares enough about them to help them. He's always going to be there, and but he gave us free will. Of course he wants you to come and ask him for stuff, but if you don't ask him, you're never going to get it. This upcoming year is going to be so big, guys. I'm telling you, it's going to be so big. Like, it's just a lot of blessing is in the air, but you have to sow you have to sow. You have to sow. If you don't sow, you will not reap. It's like asking your mom for money and you don't talk to her. You don't speak to her. You don't tell her you love her. But she's working day and night to make sure the bills are paid, to make sure there's food on the table, to make sure you have lunch money to go and eat and hang out with your friends. But you're saying she's not real and you're not acknowledging her, but you want her to take care of you. That's just not how things work, guys. God can provide, and he does provide, because you have breath in your body. You have to glorify him. You have to give him thanks if you want anything from him. It's disrespectful to ask somebody for something, and, and you're not willing to, to even try and understand where they're coming from, or to ask someone for something and not say thank you. That's rude. 
bottom line, that's rude. It doesn't matter who you're asking. It doesn't matter what you're asking for. You know, you expect them to give it to you and just go about their day. It's a trade, baby. You can't get any. Nothing is for free. I mean, God's love is for free. That's, you know what? I accidentally lied. Lord, <laughs> Lord, forgive me. I accidentally lied. His love is completely and utterly free. Because he loves you even when you don't love him. How awesome is our God? He's an awesome God. You know, so just do your part, guys. I'm going to keep this first one real short. <laughs> this is my first time ever making a podcast. You know, I'm just getting started and just learning the ropes and everything. But I love to talk and I love to spread the word of God in his kingdom. So if you guys allow me to help teach you and myself and just grow, then I think we'll all do better as human beings on this planet. Just spread the love, guys. Love, peace, and glorify him. Say thank you, man. If something good happens, say thank you, Jesus. If you want something to happen, ask in Jesus' name. You know what? I said I was done reading verses, but we go hop back to John. Because that's important. If you haven't started reading your Bible, I really do suggest starting in the book of John. Because that starts with Jesus died. Or, well, the, this book is about Jesus' death. And now, verse 1. <laughs> verse 1 through 3. Verse 3 is my favorite one in this. Because it's just so funny. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. No, excuse me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Essentially saying, without God there is nothing. Let me say that again. Without God, there is nothing. He created all of this. He created all of us, you know, specifically for a purpose. We all have a purpose, you know. But going to the end of John. Where is it? Where is it? that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. There we go. Chapter, chapter 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you things. He shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance. For whatsoever I had said unto you. No, that wasn't the right verse. But, I mean, it's a good one. <laughs> wasn't the right one, but it was a good one. <laughs> Shall I not drink it? Receive ye the Holy Ghost, remit the sins. Believing ye might have life through his name. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. If the world 
I'm trying to find the one where it says, you know, ask in his name and he will do it. Literally right in my face. Chap- is chapter 14, verse 13. There you go. But we're going to start at 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. For the third time. (laughs) If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you need something from God, he will provide. You have to ask in Jesus' name for it to be guaranteed. And it has to glorify God. You know, you can't ask for something bad that to hurt someone else and be like, in Jesus' name. That's not going to happen, bro. Jesus, that's not his values. <laughs> that's not his values. He's not just going to do anything to anybody. It has to glorify God. It has to be progressive in his kingdom. And you have to ask in Jesus' name. If you want to be healed, Lord, I have a headache. I heal this headache in Jesus' name. And it's gone. And I'll tell you, I actually did have a headache. (laughs) I actually did have a headache. And it actually did go away. Because I believe in Christ Jesus. And I know he died for me. He died for me, y'all. He died for you too. I know a lot of us couldn't imagine dying for someone who wasn't our our family member, our mom, our dad, our significant other, you know, our husband, wife. I mean, I don't got one yet, but I will have one <laughs> in Jesus' name. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have one because I'm a beautiful human being and I was created in his image and I'm walking in my purpose and I'm living God's will. I'm living in his will and I'm trying to line my will up with his. Does it get difficult sometimes? Absolutely. Does he want me to do things that I don't want to do sometimes? Absolutely. But you know what? I try and make it a priority for me to do what God wants me to do. And that's exactly why I started this podcast. So thank you all for listening, tuning in to episode one. And I hope you all have a blessed night. God bless you. Spread his love, man. Spread his love and watch your gratitude grow. Thank y'all. Have a great night.